Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Open sky, a streak of gray, and a cheerful. Ah! A loop, a whirl, and a vertical climb, and once again, you'll know it's time for the adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends. Starring that supersonic speedster, Rocket J. Squirrel, with his pal Bullwinkle the Moose, and a host of others. I'm coming as fast as I can. Wait to the people. Yay! Now what are you doing? Sign an autograph. This is John Smith. But your name is Bullwinkle. I know, but that's hard to spell. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we're live here in Ocala, Florida, at Ford Lincoln of Ocala. And uh, there's a big Shelby American meet going on here right now. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to spend a little time here, and we're going to interview some of the people that have been uh, participating in the event. And uh, our first guest for the evening is a gentleman by the name of Patrick, right? And uh, Patrick is Candelora, right? Did I pronounce that right? That's correct. Okay. Um, What you can do, Pat, is you can tell us a little bit about uh, Ford Lincoln of Ocala and then tell us a little bit about the Shelby. And then kind of tell us a little bit about some of the uh, really cool cars that are on display here as far as Ford and Lincoln products. Okay. Um, Ford Lincoln of Ocala is one of the largest volume dealers in our zone. Uh, We've been in business here for over 50 years. Um, You know, we sell Lincolns and Fords. It's a very exciting time for us right now. Uh, A lot of new products coming out. Um, we just launched the Ranger, which has been very successful. Uh, we also um, have the Bronco and the Bronco Sport coming out, which uh, we've had 
uh, almost 100 orders already reservations for that vehicle and we've already ordered sports that'll be out hopefully by the end of the year beginning of next year so we're really excited about that now the new ford bronco now is it going to be is are they going to just sell that at the normal retail price or is there a dealer markup on the new broncos um right now there's no dealer markup but they're kind of treating it like the mustang mach-e mm-hmm. um so you reserve it you, there's a set price and once you reserve it there'll be an opportunity to order it sometime later in the end of the year and uh and once it comes in, you just we just do all the paperwork for you. Okay. So Matt, what's your easy. your title here? What do you do? Basically? I'm the new car manager. Your new car manager. Okay. Yeah. So you get to deal with all the really cool stuff. Oh, now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> behind us is uh, a couple Lincolns. Now, I heard rumors that they're doing away with some of the Lincoln passenger cars or going to SUVs. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, they're going to stick with the SUVs, kind of like the, the Ford plan, the, the model that they're sticking with. Uh, mm-hmm. They're only going to keep the Mustangs. Uh, and hopefully there's some new stuff coming down the road with the new aviator and a redesigned navigator. It's been very successful. So I know Lincoln's got some more stuff in their pocket. So you as a Ford guy and as a salesman, how long have you been selling cars? Uh, for about 15 years. 15 now. years. Okay. Yeah. So you've seen the trends come and go and change a little bit. So oh, what's yeah. your thought on it as far as now I'm, I, I'm a truck guy, so an SUV guy, so it doesn't really bother me too much, but I do think there's a strong market for passenger cars. You as a salesperson, you know, if you see the passenger cars go away, what do you think? I, I, I think that's maybe should have kept one or two of them, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Uh, there's still a, a market, it, although it's it's shrinking, um, for passenger cars. Uh, but they're also designed these SUVs to feel more like a passenger car and drive like a passenger car. So they're, they're doing a good thing on the other side also. Okay. Now, you tell me a little earlier. We have the Shelby American team here right now. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're kind of like a traveling caravan, which is kind of reminiscent of back in the 60s, the Carroll Shelby caravan, Shelby American racing team actually went on display and stopped at a number a host of dealerships but now shelby american which is based out of las vegas um they are really pushing the new shelby's mm-hmm. and and their trucks are doing very well yes. and i was talking to uh matt and uh and uh, george from shelby american and they were telling me that the trucks are actually selling two to one to Shelby Mustangs. Now, you, as a salesperson here, or the sales manager here, what do you see? Do you see the same thing in, in the regular car market? Yes, I do. Um, we, we've been very successful with the Shelby trucks. Uh, we have a, a nice uh, um, group of them that we have in stock right now. Uh, a lot of interest in them. A lot of people coming to look at them. So it's, some, it's, it's, it's a very unique vehicle. I don't think they've never touched that kind of market with the uh, F-150s and put that kind of horsepower in them. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the Baja Raptor. Uh, that's a beautiful truck. We sold one of those last week. So, uh, what's the price point on some of these vehicles? They're, they're just just a little bit over a hundred thousand. Okay. So about a hundred seven hundred and ten thousand. What's the profile of the guy that comes in and buys a hundred thousand uh, dollar Shelby truck? It's it, all different kinds of people, believe really? it or not. Yeah, it's it's there is no profile in my we had a, a, a lady buy the first one uh-huh. that owns a horse farm and uh, it just. It's just a different group of people, you know. It's nothing, nothing that stands out that you would expect. <laughs> You've got a very, very beautiful dealership here. How long has this particular dealership been in this location? Uh, we, we've been open for this dealership, this building, mm-hmm. been open for two and a half years, but we've been on this property for over 50. Wow, it's just an incredible yeah. facility. I yeah. mean, and we're here in the Lincoln facility right now, and we've got some amazing. Uh, uh, Let's say decor and landscape here. Everything's yeah. gorgeous. This is like having a Ford studio practically. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. It's comfortable. Yeah. yeah, we didn't we didn't hold back on anything when we built the dealership. We want to make sure that we're staying here for a very very long time. And we did it right. Now, is this dealership like part of a group of dealerships, like a lot of dealerships are these days? It's, it's not a big group. Um, 
uh, we have five dealerships in all. This mm-hmm. is the only Ford store, along with our Bellevue Village Ford. Okay. And then we've got a couple Lincoln stores, Jaguar and Land Rover. But it's a one owner, family owned, uh, very good people to work with. Uh, been in the business 15 years, been here seven, and it's uncalled, unheard of for people like me to stay at you know, a place that long because it's a good place to work. Okay. So now, Tell us about what's the hottest selling car. If, if I have, if I'm on a uh, entry level and I'm on a budget, what's the best car I can buy for the money that Ford Pro- sells? Probably the Ford Escape. Ford it's, Escape. It's very reliable. Uh, they redesigned it this year in 2020, so they mm-hmm. did a nice job with it. And I would say it's probably one of our top selling SUVs. How about the Ford EcoBoost? Uh, you mean the EcoSport? EcoSport. Yeah. That's going to take the place of like those smaller cars uh-huh. for the gas economy. So uh-huh. they're 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 pretty good sellers too. Are they? Um, you know, it's it's like an kind of an entry level on the SUV side. So uh-huh. you know, they do 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 well. Don't okay. get me wrong, but uh, you know, the escapes are really killing. Of course, the F one fifties. You know, you can't beat those. <laughs> so for the guy, yeah, that's the number one selling vehicle in America, yep, right? Yep, Ford F one fifty. Yep. Okay. Um, the guy that walks in, it's got an unlimited budget. Got the biggest horse farm in, in Marion County. What does he buy? They usually know what they want. They they're, usually know what yeah, they want? They're, they're looking at King Ranch F-150s or Platinums or Lemons. Okay. And, you know, some just want a, a, a farm truck, too. You know, it's it's Ocala is very unique. Uh-huh. Uh, I call it the, the little big town. It's it's a big town, but it's a little town mentality. So you got to do you got to do your best here uh-huh. and make sure that, you know, you're treating customers right because word gets around. Okay. So we do pretty well with that. So if people want to come to Ocala for or Ford Lincoln at Ocala and they want to contact you and buy a vehicle, how do they go about doing it? Oh, they can just call our number at uh, 352-732-4800 or look at us up on the website at fordlincolnofocala.com or, or lincolnofocala.com. And ask for Pat. Yeah, come see me. All right. Uh, well, Pat, thank you very much for hanging out with us a little bit. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you so, very much. Uh, I'll let you go back to doing your thing and sell, sell, sell. All right. Say. Thank, All thank you very, thank you very much. much. Appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. Hey, we, uh, we're going to – Bobby, you going to comment? Oh, I was just, no, this is this is great. This is the yeah. uh, most comfortable remote I've ever done. I get, <laughs> by far, I got elbow room. I got a nice chair. I could, and I got. I'm surrounded by cars. Can it get any better than that? No, 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 it doesn't. Okay, so we're here at uh, Ford Lincoln of Ocala, and the uh, Shelby American team is here today. Thank you very much, Pat. Appreciate it. And uh, we're going to bring on Matt. He's from uh, Shelby American. And we're going to bring on Hans because Matt and Hans are buddies, and Hans is with Team Shelby. Right, Hans? I didn't tell him that, Matt. Okay, okay. you didn't tell him that? Okay, so we got uh, – so here you guys. You can put some headphones on. Yeah. Now, well, this is a live remote, so for all my listeners here back in Clearwater – oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Be sure to check out our website, www.motorsports.com. <laughs> and don't forget, you can see us live. If you're tuned into – we're on YouTube. YouTube Live now. We're, we're on, on YouTube, YouTube right? Live on yeah. Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And, uh, yeah. Right, and I need when you guys talk, I need you guys to get up as yep. close to the mic sure, as possible right there. there that works out real good. I'm used to it. You guys are uh, going to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay, so uh, Matt, you're with Team Shelby. Now, I'm real good friends with uh, Gary Patterson. He's president and CEO of, and I've known God, Gary since the early 90s. Actually, no, no, late 90s when they first started, uh, when the whole thing started there. And uh, and Hans, you're where? You're from Orlando? I'm from Orlando, yep. And you're with Team Shelby? Team Shelby, um, a member, and I've been a member since 2008, since okay. they started. And uh Four years ago, I got the director status for the South Atlantic Team Shelby, mm-hmm. Team Shelby South Atlantic for the uh, Central Florida region. So um, I do, 
I try to do some events, but the biggest event we do is in December out at Daytona. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. Now, Matt, tell us a little bit about what's what this whole caravan is about. This is a promotional thing that Shelby American does, and you're basically traveling the state of Florida and then up the coast a little bit? Yes, sir. Well, so basically we start at uh, – we hit several national events on mm-hmm. the way as well, Shelby events. So we hit Tulsa, you know, which is the Mid-American Nationals. Yep. Uh, normally we would have did Woodward. Uh, which, as you know, has been canceled, but we still uh, we still went to Woodward anyways and support some of the local, you know, Moxham and uh, clubs there. And, uh, of course, have a presence and brand awareness, as you know, and, uh, of course, with the the uh, Shelby clubs, which Team Shelby and Moxham. Um, so we kind of work our way down. We went out to uh, the Nebraska and did the Sand Hill. Oh, really? Nationals, yeah. Gary ran. Uh, What's that to, like? I've uh, never. I've only heard about it. I've never been there. Yeah, I haven't been. Uh, Tim went, you know, because I was at another event. So Gary, of course, ran the car. He did the half mile with it. Um, but Gary, you know, I believe Gary was something. Was one of the founders, or had something to do with the organization of the event uh, way back. So mm-hmm. Gary's been involved with it for quite some time. So uh, from there, you know, we worked our way down through Georgia and working with the. Uh, reps, as you know, George is the uh, Florida and South Florida regional rep. Um, so, you know, we do like a dealer tour, something that George coordinates with the dealerships, which is uh, huge for us because, one, it strengthens our relationships with the dealers, which is really important. So mm-hmm. we get to meet uh, the dealers and the, and the salesperson and spend time with the rep and the dealerships, as well as support the product, brand awareness, and the dealerships. So, uh, and, of course, the car clubs like Team Shelby, they come out and support it, too, and, and uh, you know, creates a really good event for us. So we're just making our way down through Florida three different dealers and uh as we're heading back up to myrtle beach which would have been mustang week mm-hmm. as you know mm-hmm. which has officially been canceled but uh unofficially as you know there is still uh, a number of events and car clubs that are also so we're heading there to support that as well since uh, we wanted to continue on and make make the presence in the shelby caravan keep it going so and that just shows the uh you know how strong Shelby is in in the car community that they're still going to the even though it's been canceled. I thought it was totally canceled until a week ago when I heard that there's some clubs that are still going to put yeah, it on. Yeah, everyone's still you know. going. So uh, you know, and Shelby's like, like I said, it's it's kind of a big family and it's a culture and a lifestyle. You know, and and they come from all different walks of life and the demographic is so huge. So you have so many different owners and buyers and come from all different places and. You know, income status. I mean, whatever. The Shelby is such a broad range of. That's what I love base. about it. Yeah. Yep, the the broadness and how everybody customizes their cars the the way they want. You know, and uh, and Shelby American, of course, has a ton of stuff you can buy for your cars, from performance to cosmetics. You know, on the ShelbyStore.com. Mm-hmm. So that's a. I go on there. I think every week and look, see what's new. Mm-hmm. I always I always go right to the new products area first to see what's what's popped That's up. Ladies so. great. Okay, so I'm a member of SAC, which is Shelby American mm-hmm. and uh, Automobile Club, and I'm a vintage car guy. So my right. Shelby's mm-hmm. I have a '68 and a '69. I've oh. had them since the '70s. So I'm a vintage car Shelby. So I've been always I've been around this. In fact, a long time ago, I think the highlight of my radio career, if you want to call it that, was in 2011 when I actually had a chance to interview Carol Shelby. We had him on the show. And what was funny is I don't like to use the term star truck struck, and I wasn't because I've known Shelby for a long time. I mean, I met him back in the in the early 90s, and actually it was at Charlotte when we had a Shelby meet up there. But what's funny how you 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 know the the whole when you're doing the interviews, you know, I want to I want the guests to talk, 
And Carol Shelby, I, I say that we didn't too bad we didn't say the liner or bring it with us, but we have liner where Carol Shelby calls me up on a, on Wednesday and says, yeah, you know, Robert, I know I was going to do your show next Tuesday, but I've got to go to Las Vegas and test the thousand horsepower <laughs> wow. Shelby. I mean, so, so I'll call you when I get back on Friday or whenever it was. And I thought that was so cool. We play that liner every <laughs> once in a while, but I mean, he was been. a magnificent man. I mean, I had stuff, I had him signed something for me uh, over and over and over. But one of the things I asked him a long time ago, I said, so, so uh, I, I would call him Carol. I said, Carol, so, you know, if you had to give any kind of advice to anybody, what would that be? He says, follow your passion. That's yeah. that was you it. See, so the Shelby American Club, we're pretty tight. Okay, but what I think is really cool now, Team Shelby mm -hmm. is more for the modern day Shelby group. Is that it is true? Say? It's from the for the 07s up to the present 2020 okay. Shelby's and the 2021s that are coming as well, which is exciting. Um, the uh, but. Yeah, for for not the classics, but that was that's what would uh, like Sack would be. Sack mm -hmm. would be for the, the vintage guys. The vintage guys, mm -hmm. and and I, I would love to own a vintage Mustang. Before I started getting into Shelby in 2007, I was a Chevelle guy. I had oh, a 72, <laughs> 72 Chevelle Malibu. Then I had a, a 66 SS. And uh, my wife and I, we've had those cars since we were together. And and then in 07, I, I saw this. We were I was like, we need a new car. The 66 was having problems. I didn't want to fix it. So we went to the dealership and I saw this 07 Shelby GT mm -hmm. and we went out to California, rented the Hertz, the 06 Hertz Shelby, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. drove all the way up the coastline of California. And I was like, oh my gosh. So we got back to the dealership and they had lowered the price and it was 0%. Oh. So we bought the car. And since 07, when we bought that car, I, it's been just Shelby every there every day. A, well, now you have every a day. stunning orange one. Now tell us about that car. That's pretty wicked. Oh, and then I want to get back to yeah. Matt because I want Matt to go through the product. The, well, the, the the Shelby we have is a, a Ford product. It's not a Shelby American, so okay. it's a 2020 uh, Shelby 350R in Twister Orange, mm -hmm. and that's got the rear seat delete and uh, the, the magnetic ride suspension, which of course most of the Mustangs come with now, I believe. But What uh, exactly is that? Um, all of our cars do. Yeah, Most all the Shelby American cars. Our, our track prepped ones have, oh. or we get it with delete because we use the Penske. Penske. Penske is a dream of mine, but I don't think I have that deep of pockets, but maybe someday. So, so when you say magnetic ride, what does that mean? So it's the MI, shocks. Oh, okay, field. I see. Yeah, it changes okay. in milliseconds, the the magnetics inside the, it's, uh, my, I, I know I wasn't looking at a 350 for years, but then my buddy Tom in Daytona, he let me take his 2017 R out, mm -hmm. and I was just blown away. I was amazed. So that's why we got the 350. But it's got an unmistakable sound. When you went by me earlier, I said that is that's it music to my ears. I do have to say though, Matt, that if uh, we ordered that car in September, mm -hmm. it was supposed to be here June, but of course, you know what happened. So, um, but. If that zero percent for seventy-two months was available in <laughs> yeah. September, I would have gotten a Shelby American and not three fifty. All right, so uh, tell me the difference here now. So you're, because they're they're still con they're both considered Shelbys. Yes, but one is made in Detroit. Yes, and one is made in started Vegas. started in in Detroit Detroit and then wound up at Vegas at the Shelby American factory. Yes. Yeah. And fortunately, my son and I, a couple of years ago, we, and my wife, we were able to tour. Mm -hmm. And Gary was there and, and Vince and everybody. I have so the we jacket to, to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Tour, the tours are amazing. Yes. And and if you know somebody that is in Shelby and you can say, hey, I'm going to the tour, and you can yeah, have somebody set it up, yeah, you can get a VIP tour. 
Yeah. That's, oh wow, that takes. That's, that's, that's weird. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, we, we went, went back there and I got the right. yeah, pictures. All right, so the so the GT350 basically is a Shelby built at Ford. Badge of the Shelby, License. but still, is it titled as a Shelby? It is still titled okay, as so a Shelby. Okay, so it's still a Shelby. It is recognized <laughs> as a Shelby. So yes. that's cool. Yep. So basically, if you want the heavy horsepower, the high horsepower heavy hitters, then you go to Las Vegas and right. you get the killer cars. You get a hand belt, yeah. Okay. Custom so it's hand. funny you mention uh, that 1000 and he tested because that car is actually at Shelby. In the museum? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've it's privately it. owned, but it's still there. Uh-huh. So we still have it. And, and uh, I know who owns that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me. He has, he has like, a few. He's a great family, but yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I have a suspension uh, background. That's what I did. I was oh, a really? professional motorsports. So I was oh, vehicle really? dynamics, and I worked in IndyCar for 12 years. IMSA Rolex specifically with suspension. So I actually did early on MR development before it was productionized. So it actually came from McLaren F1. So we were uh, working with it early on, but since it had been banned in motorsports, we were, really had no place for it since we were a motorsport-based company. So um, luckily, you know, uh, Delphi was able to productionize it and make it affordable. So Delphi, now you, as in General Motors yeah, Delphi? Yeah, yeah. So they were like the first really? to productionize it, I believe. And uh, Didn't Penske know, get involved in that somehow? So I worked for Penske. Oh, you worked for Penske? Yeah, so... Um, Yes, but like I said, it was kind of productionized because it's it's really tricky stuff. And we were working with all different, uh, you know, we had different fluids with different properties and metallic properties. And and uh, like I said, because, you know, when active suspension got banned in F1, as you know, um, they had to go to a passive damping setup. So we were playing with it. But like I said, it really was no place in motorsports. And that's what our business was. So um, luckily for us, the OEMs got it. And you can see where it's gone, where it's completely affordable. And uh, it, it, not necessarily the fastest way around a racetrack, you know, of course, a purpose built uh, passive damper, of course, is going to be always be the best way to go. But for 99 percent, man, you can't beat the uh, performance and the ride quality that you get from it because it takes all the thought out of it and does everything for you. Is so, it computer control pretty much? Yeah. So it takes a lot of factors, you know, um, you know, all the can data that's going through the car, throttle position, uh, pitch heave, cause you have yaw sensors and uh, pitch heave and accelerometers, which are called rotary potentiometers, essentially just measuring distance and time. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and it takes that, turns that into velocities and takes all this stuff and it's constantly changing, you know, thousands of times a second or changing the viscosity of the fluid essentially, which changes the damping it actually changes the viscosity yes that's what it does it's with a, uh yeah, with uh, current you know essentially really? mm -hmm. well now let me ask you this so that's pretty sophisticated stuff mm. so do you think the average car guy that buys this car knows what he's getting i mean i understand some porsches and some mercedes and everybody yeah. kind of uses it. so industry wide like you said the oem which is original equipment manufacturers use it stuff but i mean do people and it's a selling point it is yeah but you know, and just like you said, if we're on the track, you want something a little bit more conventional on there, you know? I mean, it works great. Like I said, you do it general track days. It, it's really good. You Most people would never, because uh, most, I don't think, generally speaking, most people can't drive the cars to 100% of their potentials. We mm -hmm. go out, we have fun. We're not professional drivers. That's the reason pros are pros and mm -hmm. we're Joes, right? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so when it come, really comes down to it, we're not in a race. We're not getting paid to do it. We're not trying to wreck our cars. So the technology is absolutely amazing. But, you know, it still comes down to a factor of the cars still have street cars springs is still a streetcar right mm -hmm. and as you know uh when it comes to higher performance levels requires stepper springs and types these types of things but uh, again you just can't beat for what it does and what it does for you uh, as far as the consumer i'm not really sure you know how it's presented and how they sold i mean of course it's always listed in the performance aspect of it mm -hmm. and uh how much the consumer generally know about the technology but um you know, we try to, you know, we, we educate, uh, you know, at least our customers and that's what part of our being out here, 
with the dealers and supporting them because you know generally not everybody's an expert in these types of things in this performance areas. So. so all right, so I think it would be fair to say that that no different than you have uh, lane change monitoring systems stuff like that. So that's all part of safety in Absolutely. a way. So it makes it so that the driver, let's say if he does get a little daring. He's a little better control with his car because his car is yeah. kind of thinking for him. Right. And it helps. You know, like I said, generally speaking, the car, like ride quality, you're riding down the road, you want it to ride nice. That's what it does. It knows, you know, throttle position, your light throttles kind of, you put it in sport mode, it changes the damping, it changes the algorithm because that's essentially what it is. There's mm -hmm. an algorithm saying with this input, this is what needs to happen. Uh, you put it in, you start driving it aggressive, a lot of throttle position, a lot of yaw. Now the car is just constantly adjusting to try and keep that pitch heave and roll and keep the car as flat and handling so uh so give you the best compromise of handling over it is amazing so, well yeah. i have an 07 track uh, a shelby gt which is the little uh shelby i guess mm -hmm. you'd call it yeah. and uh the most produced one we've ever done yeah, yeah. and yeah. i love it it's, it's, it's my baby we got mm -hmm. it in in january of 2008 and but at the track I've got Steeda springs and shocks and their track for the track three three uh, three-way adjustable but with the new Mustangs and the Shelbys at the track when you turn in to an apex the car does not lean it it stays level it's unbelievable that with you know 3600 pounds or so you're turning into the apex whereas in my 07 I'm like this you know, at, at an angle, Dive. the whole yeah. sides lifted. So yeah. Yeah. we do do one step up, and some of the cars, like uh, I don't know if you saw it there. There's a 2021 prototype. Yeah, Super I saw Snake. it. One. Tell us about that car. So that's interesting. So what you're seeing there is basically a test car. You know, it's not actually a 21 chassis. There is no 21 chassis yet. Even mm -hmm. we cannot get a hold of one. Uh, but you know, it's sort of maybe might be a 19 chassis, but what you see is what the 21 will look like. So if you saw the gurney in the back, it's mm. sheet metal or aluminum because mm -hmm. that's what Vince cut and to shape it. So the actual production car will be obviously a nicer version, probably mm -hmm. set up. But what you're seeing, that car is prepped for track usage and heavy track usage. So it's got a lot more equipment than, say, the production cars actually have because obviously they wouldn't survive. I mean, sometimes they can do eight hours on a track. So, uh, But what you're seeing out there is a prototype. So we changed the front end. It essentially has the wide body front end. So mm -hmm. the wide body option it has, but the fenders are now aluminum instead of fiberglass. Are they really? Yeah, that's a, and that's an all metal hood too, which was fiberglass. So the, the 21 is going to basically have an all metal front end, uh, a wider, a wider fender. So we're running an 11 inch wheel up front now with a 305. So it's basically a square, wow. similar to a 350. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so it's about 50 millimeters wider on either side. Nice. So. You're getting a wider front end, a larger tire, larger wheel, you know, for more grip. Uh, we made changes to the front end and the arrow with the splitter and the splitter wickers. Um, so, you know, we made provisions for coolers for the track guys. You know, we're kind of doing, uh, they're almost like a, a curb cooler, oil cooling system and trans cooler. Nice. So the new front end design kind of accommodates the cooler options. Um, you know, we, of course, it's a different wheel. Mm -hmm. And uh, with brakes, bigger brakes on there. Now the brakes, uh, we're still using the same brake system. It's a Brembo GT, which mm -hmm. is a very, very good brake system, very high end. Um, so mainly, what you see is like as far as performance, most not a whole lot changed the interior, uh, but mainly mostly the front end and the fascia and the fenders. Is the car a little lighter than the early car? No, but the aluminum the front end. Well, the the fenders are very light, but I will tell you the hood is steel. So the old hood was as you I don't know if you felt one. Um, they're fiberglass, and mm -hmm. you yes. know you're just they're kinda, heavy too though. 
They are very heavy. So we actually intended to make the hood out of aluminum. So the problem with the hood is it's such a complex design around the snout. So it was tried and we made several changes with the company that was doing it in engineering, but they just basically kept tearing the way aluminum stretches uh, in the nostrils. And it just really wasn't feasible. We tried because uh, we wanted it to be lighter. So we ended up having to use a steel hood. So the weight is very similar or, or maybe a little more. So the hood is still a heavy hood. Uh, unfortunately, because it's the only way to make that hood. But so, it is beautiful, the the lines yeah, on the side. Yeah, now you see yes. yeah, it has more distinct body lines because, you know, if you stamp something like a piece of metal, um, everything's going to be more pronounced versus right. fiberglass or any type of composite. So you lose some of the detail. Now, I mean, it's especially if you get a body color like uh, the iconic silver, yeah. it shows the body lines. I mean, you can see the details, the crease in the center hood, which most people never even knew was there. But with the steel hood, you can see the crease. Sure. You can see the lines are more pronounced. And uh, you see the new fender design is quite a bit different with the badging. So, uh, you know, we're real happy with the car, the way it came out. How it about is, the motor and the horsepower? Motor's still the same. It's still the 5.0, you know, uh, Coyote with the direct injection. It's still the Gen 5. It's 800 some odd horsepower? Uh, yeah, 825. 825. Is that to crank? You know, of course, that's... That's subjective to, uh, you know, altitude and fuel and many factors, as you know, with every car, um, you know, but uh, that is the horsepower. You know. So now is this car kind of because you don't really see a lot of Mustangs racing in GT as like you'd like to, right. you know. So but is this kind of like going after that market a little bit? I mean, what, like a performance, like a club racing type? Uh, club race. I mean, even professional yeah. racing. I mean, like in the GT class, you know, the GT3 class. GT2. Well, we would like that. GT4 is where they are. GT4 um, is the where they are. So, so we're actually not allowed to produce a race vehicle, uh, you know, really? kind of how we're going for it. Yeah. I've asked. That's factory racing. <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's certain areas, Darn. you know, as we're a partner with Ford, as you know, yeah, our yeah. relationship with them is very important. As, as that's uh, Why do they feel you'd be competing against them or uh, there's a liability you know, issue? I'm not real sure what the reason is, but okay. it's more or less probably because, you know, they do a factory race program. So, right. um, okay. you know, they just don't want too many. Roush, does, you know, Roush was in uh, World yep. Challenge for a little while, yep. but uh, they were not. But, you know, Roush does a lot of race development for Ford, Ford as well. Right. So, um, so, you know, there's probably some sort of. Uh, understanding there, but you know, like I said, they don't want too many, uh, let's say, performance Mustang brands. I would say, competing. I guess competing against each other because at the end of the day, um, it's a performance Mustang, right? And there's different levels, and and so we're kind of all in a different same market share. So now, of course, there are uh, like Dean Martin with Core Motorsports. He runs. Well, yeah. he 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 was running the GT4s, Ford, yeah. and I just switched to Aston Martin. But you yeah. know, if we're not going to talk really about a that, glorified but. Ford. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So basically, now we have Shelby, we have Roush. Is Celine still around? For now, Is he doing um, I'm understanding for now. Yes, Stito was doing Mustangs way back when. Stito has know, an option. I know. I know. You know. Dario still doing stuff. Mustangs. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yep, I, I know I know the VP. Yeah. Uh, well, they have the the Boynton Beach one down in South Florida, that one? and the one out in Valdosta. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know Celine was still. Yeah, they're still cooking. They're, along, yeah, they're still making uh, their their parts and okay. the cars. So, yep. Matt, tell us a little bit about the product line here a little bit. Give us uh, what's an entry level Shelby for me. So, in the you know on the Mustang side, which we're yeah. talking. So, I mean, of course, you know we have the. Before, outside of the GT350s. Outside of the 350 Okay, so Shelby, Shelby GT would be the entry-level car. Okay. You have the Shelby GT, then the Super Snake. 
Uh, we did have a limited edition run in there, which was the Carroll Shelby yeah. edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, Shelby GT, we do have one out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's kind of your entry level. It comes with a naturally aspirated version, you know, with a lower cost a price that's point. 500 horsepower, something like that. Is that uh, yeah, I think around 475 or something. 465. Yeah. Okay. And then cost? Because it's an intake exhaust. It's not heavy. It's similar to what the Shelby GT was in 07 and 08. Okay. So if you remember what that package, it was, you know, stripe scoop. Mm-hmm. There was lowering springs, exhaust intake shifter. Um, it was a very low content package meant to be, you know, a uh, lower price point so that uh, it was more for the masses. And then how much is that car? If I had to write a check today. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's got a big spread. So you can get, uh, you know, depending if you base them out, you know, 65, 70, and they okay. can always go up to 95, 100. You, so know? you can get it with the 707, is it? Yeah, seven or seven horse, yeah. and you know, of course, there's you know the heavy duty where you do on the axles, the drive shaft, the cooling system. You know, um, you know, we have two two levels of it. We have the Shelby GT base, which is, and then we have Shelby GT Premium. So the oh, GT okay. Premium essentially has the same fascia as the Super Snake. So it gets the front end of the Super Snake, because uh, you know that's a proprietary fascia, and the Shelby GT base uses the OEM uh, fascia. With we do different grill inserts, you know, a different splitter. Um, you know, wheel and tires, you know, we do not do brakes. They're typically all perf packs. So they have the factory six piston and that's how we keep the cost low. But, um, even our package, you know, when you compare their brands, I guess, of the performance car market, there's a lot of content in a Shelly package. So even a base package, you know, we have a lot of painted parts. It's not stickers, scoops, you know, where that's how some companies are able to keep the price point low. Ours are going to be more expensive because we're doing a hood, we're doing fascias, we're doing rockers, we're doing wings. These are all painted parts and there's all tooling involved with these. So, um, the content is definitely typically more content, but with that, you know, a little bit, yeah, we feel you get a nicer product, but with it, of course, there's a slightly higher price tag. You know? All right. And the Mac Daddy is what? The Super Snake? Super Snake. And, you know, Super Snake. And, of course, you can go up to Super Snake Widebody. <laughs> right, there so is can... a Shelby 1000, but uh, that's a, that's kind of an off-road use. You know, uh-huh. uh, it's not 50 state legal. So, but it's very, you know, very expensive. All right. Now, apparently, you sell a lot of trucks. Now, one thing I have to ask, you didn't bring any Cobras. No, no, we could only fit. We only have four spots on the truck. And okay. I said, we do have Gary's 68 on there. Okay. So uh, that's still up there. But, you know, we only have four slots in the truck, so we didn't bring any of the Cobras. I mean, you know, we would love to have everything, you know, mm. if you could. But unfortunately, we could only have four cars. And, and uh, so we kind of... I would say the Cobra market is, you know, a slow market. It's oh, a very yeah. specific niche yeah, buyer, very, right? Oh, yeah. So, so you know, we're doing dealer tours. You know, the dealers don't actually sell that product, so we're out here supporting what the dealers would sell. So tell yeah. us about the trucks. So that's the what truck the is huge market. And is there, who would have thought, right? But I, mean, I guess truck sales are. I mean, as far as car sales, car sales are doing down. Trucks are going up. So we had uh, Pat on earlier, and he was telling us basically oh, it's, it's like two to one. So I think I, it's he's more telling than that. me that, it's more it's every, that every year at the Shelby it's Bash, they tell us. Yeah, you're selling more Shelby trucks than you are Shelby Mustangs. Absolutely. By a a lot. That just surprises the heck out of me. I mean, if you figure this, so just the lifted F-150, which you see out here, I mean, they make 500 of those a year, 500 of them sell. So, uh, you know, the, the numbers can vary on the lower truck. You know, the Super Snake, we call it, the, the lowered uh, four-door, you know, they can go anywhere from 150, 250 units. I mean, uh, and, of course, now we're doing this standard cab, which is a huge hit, you know. So that was kind of a concept that we were kind of testing. And we're like, is this, you know, is this standard cab means just sort a of like the, conventional the lightning, cab? right? Totally different okay. buyer. And that's what's interesting. So this truck is very, very hugely popular. Of course, it's a completely different buyer segment too. So mm-hmm. the, 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 the guys that buy these vehicles are completely different who are the buying the four door cannot even 
it's more of that lightning, which is again a niche market, a very specific buyer who loves that type of sport truck. So, um, and you know, I'm we're just that truck is just absolutely amazing. So, you know, I mean, just when it comes down to it, I'm going to say if I had to guess, just throw a number out there. Uh, seven, eight, nine. I mean, so let's just say I'm going to tell you about seven, eight to one. Really. All right, so tell us, take us through the truck product line now. So we, you got the conventional cab, you got the lowered one, you know, yeah. the street one. So sport truck, the, the, yeah, the Super Snake Sport is the standard cab mm -hmm. uh, performance truck. You know, it's the same engine as the, you know the big one, seven hundred seventy horsepower, but it's a shorter wheelbase, lighter, uh, mm -hmm. completely different look, as you know. Um, well, like I said, more going after kind of what the Lightning was, and we have the four door Super Snake truck, which is a lowered sport truck door we have a lifted version which is the shelby f-150 which is more of an off-road uh and then we have the shelby raptor the baja raptor and uh so that's you know four truck models and don't you can also do the um the the diesel dually and yeah well that's actually that kind of went dually? that went away mm -hmm. yeah we did oh, that was, that that was a short away? program oh. Let that me tell you, program. that was the coolest thing at the Shelby Bash in 20, was it 2018? Yeah, no one's done it. Yeah. Yeah. But we did. Vince yeah. and Gary came out, and Gary was driving the F350 dually. F350. And Vince was on the aluminum trailer with the Super Snake strapped down. And wide Gary, body. wide yeah. body. Yeah. Gary started doing his burnout in the F350. Vince started doing the burnout. On, on the, the trailer, trailer while it's strapped yeah. down, it got both of them yeah. smoking the wheels, yeah. and then Gary no peels yeah, out while funny. Vince is still smoking well, we to, them. We had to actually oh test this gosh. theory, right? So we had to test this, but we had to test it secretly, right? That is cool. So we had to make sure that this would work. You to know, see because that? To we see didn't that? Want, oh, man. We didn't want anyone to know yeah. about it because we didn't want anyone to copy it, you know? So we wanted to be the first one. So we were testing this just to make sure it was it safe. Was, it was wild. But yeah, you know, we had, uh, we actually had a, you know, you know, a pan, like aluminum pans on the trailer. So it wouldn't, you know, yeah. melt, hurt the trailer, you know, or melt terrible. Yeah, I was wondering, did they just decide to do that? And hey, let's yeah, go try you this. Know, I, just... I don't know if it was Gary's idea or Vince's idea, but you know, I, cause I sit in, you know, it's part of my job, you know, my title sales manager, although we don't, I don't sell technically anymore. Uh -huh. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm part of the product development team and of course the marketing team and strategy, you know, we've, it's, it's team. Uh, so a lot of, you know, stuff in the cars, it's all ideas. So I don't remember if it was Vince's or Gary's idea. I do not recall, but I remember, you know, being discussed and they're like, Hey, let's do this. This is how we're going to launch this. Cause originally it was intended for this Shelby 1000. Okay. So originally the diesel truck, cause it's 1000 pound feet of torque. It was going to be called the Shelby Diesel 1000. So the actual original logo, which you don't see now, said 1000. But because then there was something, you know, with the emissions and the little tuner. So we kind of had to scrap that whole thing because of EPA. And we weren't. But originally that was going to be the Diesel 1000 and the Shelby 1000. And that's what the concept was. Oh. The tandem burnout with 1,000 pound-feet of torque, 1,000 wheel horsepower. So that was originally what it was supposed to be. But then it became the Shelby Diesel and uh, of course, we use Super Snake wide body uh, for that program. So. so basically, it was a high performance diesel, is what you guys? Yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't too far off. You know, I had like a little, a small tune that was, you know, that's the whole thing. It was supposed to be 50 state legal. And we pumped up the torque 75 pounds. Yeah, you know, it no. bumped up a little bit of performance, a little bit, but it's not crazy. As we all know, you can make diesels pretty nasty. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing that, you know, the big thing with the diesel is one, it's, you know, again, who's buying it? Two, what are they doing with the truck? So it had to be reliable. It's still a work truck. And the thing about uh, Shelby truck owners is they actually use their vehicles. So guys that buy the Shelby trucks use the Shelby trucks. So the F 150s, they drive them, they're putting miles on them. So with the Super Duty, you know, 
yeah, we everyone knows what we can do with diesels, and you know, of course, none of it's emissions legal. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that was you know, we still it's more cosmetic. You know, a lot of uh, you know uh, aesthetic type things, and you know, the bigger wheels and tires. It was it's very nice custom interior. You know, it was more. Um, of that type of program than a site performance. It had exhaust, had not taken that. And I believe but, you can buy a lot a lot of those parts on the Shelby store. Yeah, yeah, we sell the well. wheels. Um, you know, because I said it was tough because, you know, because it was uh, the price point. It was, yeah. it was hard hard for that on that vehicle. And we had just gotten our 2017 F350 Platinum and trailered the car out to Vegas in 2018. And then I thought my truck was cool when I showed up. And then they pulled this thing out. You. They announced yeah. it at the bash. It's they a rare the, truck. The truck. So the people that do have them, it's very rare Man. because there was very few built. <laughs> Missed and, out again. Uh, we still have our prototype, and it is for sale. It's the one-piece serial number. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, we use it. I mean, that's a weak tow. We tow. We use it. it. It tows cars to back and forth and paint and body. And It's a Shelby Super Duty. Yes, and I've taken Easy. it I've taken it on shows. We have, a, we have a big team. Yeah, we have a big tandem trailer and some of the smaller events, you know, I'll drive it. We'll take it to California with the Shelby trailer and two cars and it's white oh, with okay. uh, kind of black, you know, it has black, black, matte black stripes and black down I'm the side. I'm pretty sure you can search for that video of them. Oh, it's on YouTube. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd YouTube. be pretty cool. Yeah. Interesting. No, that's okay. They're just kind of hanging out. So we're going to get yeah. these two guys on here in a little bit, but I want to, uh, anything, what can we look forward to in the next year from from Shelby America. So, uh, you know, like I said, we have the 21 prototype, which is out there with all the updated changes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as you know, the Ford's making some changes to the new trucks. So we got to look forward to that. Uh, Bronco. They're not changing the motor, are they? No, it's basically, it's going to be, uh, you Just know, front end phasia and stuff. Okay. But uh, the I will tell you, the new trucks, the 21s, are getting the Gen 5 Whipple now. So what was on them before was oh, the really? Gen 4 2.9. Mm-hmm. So the 21s will have the Gen 5 3.0. Whipple, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, of course, you know, everyone's excited about the Bronco. You know. Oh, absolutely! Oh, I, I there's buddies. a lot of excitement there. Tell me, this that thing is going to be guys got some? huge. We don't have any yet. Are I ordered you, there one is myself. There's going to be a Shelby Bronco. Well, you know, I can't say or not can't say, say but okay. I can tell you, um, there's some cool stuff coming in. Is there's a lot of excitement about the Bronco product. This is like a long time waiting, and it's absolutely ridiculous. So I think the volume, just sheer volume of those of those vehicles, is going to be. Huge. And then you so, got this electric market coming out. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing. Oh, I'm so, sorry, I had to say it. I had so, to say it. <laughs> so there is there is that. There's the Mach E, which is exciting. Like I said, there was a lot of exciting things for 21. There's a lot of changes, uh, not only to the, the products that we're selling, but also the new models coming out that you know we'll be involved with. So. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you, I didn't say much about, we do have the SE, SE packages here as well. Something pretty important. So the GT500 SE and the GT350, which we are showing out here. Those would be the sig- uh, signature, those are, signature edition. edition. And they're post-title. They're a post-title package. So basically that, you know, you would have a 500 or 350 mm-hmm. and uh, you would send it to us and that we would do a post-title uh, with that content package. Okay. So Now you guys are going to be here tomorrow from 9 to 3, right? Again, shall we meet? I think even later, what, 12 to, I think more 12 to 6. Okay, well. But uh, we're, we're here earlier. We're okay. here, yeah. And then we got the guys, I understand the. But officially, I think it's I think it's 12 9 to 6. 9 to 3, yes. Okay, yes. 9 to 3. But then I hear that the, the uh, villages, there's a big, giant Mustang club from over there, and they're going to make a big caravan that's, over that's there. That's what we're that's hoping. That's what we're hoping. Wish, I, wish I could make yeah. it tomorrow. I got yeah. I got to work. All right, so here's what I want you to do. Matt, go ahead and give us the, get out the information real quick on how people can buy Shelby. Okay. How do they go? Where do they so go? Here's I know, how you do. You so, uh, well, you know, you go to uh, Tuscany Authorized Ford dealer. Yep. Such as uh, Ford of Ocala, right. or you know, we we were just out in Tampa. That would be Elder uh, Ford. Elder Ford. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you need to go to a Tuscany Authorized 
Ford dealer to buy a Shelby American product. So what you do is if you have any questions, you can call us at Shelby and we can direct you with a regional rep like George, South mm-hmm. Florida. So a lot of times we would direct you to the rep just because they have the relationship with dealers and which dealers are in the area and which dealers have the inventory. There is 300 dealers in the U.S. I don't know them all by heart, mm-hmm. but uh, so you can either start with us or we would refer you to the uh, to the rep who gets you right through to the dealer. Or they can go to Shelby American in Las Vegas and get all the information. Absolutely. Here. I can okay. get you set up all right there. Yeah. All right. Hans, tell us about Team Shelby real quick. Well, Team Shelby is uh, worldwide, and uh, we have representatives in everywhere, um, France, Spain, over in Holland, um, and a lot in the United States, of course, because that's where Shelby is from. So, uh, But once they started offering the uh, new 2015 Shelbys, they started opening up, um, I believe, across the country, whereas you could only buy them in the United States. But you can buy Shelbys now in... We have mod shops worldwide. Mod shops worldwide. Um, And I've been with Team Shelby since uh, it started in January of 2008. I think it was actually 07, but the membership started in 2008. And And if they want to join, how do they do that? uh, They can go to the Team Shelby store, or sorry, shelbystore.com. And there's an area down at the bottom that says Team Shelby, and they can click on that. Uh, We have regions. So Florida all the way up to Maryland is the South Atlantic region. Then you have the, you know, Pacific Northwest. You have the Texas area, which I think is a country in its own. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, uh, so every everywhere in the states and the world, there's a, a region that you can join and become a member. And the kits are great. You get a really cool hat, which I'm wearing, <laughs> um, shirt, pin, a great uh, coin that has Carol Shelby's bust on it, mm-hmm. um, and a whole bunch of other cool stickers. And, and you get invites to all their events. Um, and one big event that uh, yeah. as Team Shelby – we do. Uh, I've been supporting for 11 years. This will be my 11th year at Daytona. Um, I'm an inst- instructor there with the Audi Club, as well as um, a franchise called Hooked on Driving, which is a, a track event. Mm-hmm. On December this year, it's December 11th, 12th, and 13th. So it's a track specific driving school so anybody a beginner to an advanced could come and drive at this uh, event sign up online but on saturday the 12th we are doing the third year of the shelby uh ford photo shoot on the finish line oh, so wow. that's saturday at noon december 12th and if you show up at gate four at daytona you tell them where you're with team shelby they'll let you in for the photo but it is a private event but all shelby uh, team shelby members or Anybody with a Ford Mustang or even Focus or ST can come out and join us on the finish line at noon for the photo shoot. Super. Well, Matt, I want to thank you very much. Shelby American, Hans, thank Team you. Shelby. This is, this thank is you great. guys. Yep, sure, we'll catch I up again. I want to bring these two right? guys over here real quick. I want to get them on the show real, real quick because uh, these Damn. guys are the average – these are your future Shelby buyers. Super. These are the average guys <laughs> right now. Owners. They're a diehard enthusiast, love their cars, love their Mustangs. And we'd like to, I'd like to welcome Blake. Blake, how you doing? Come on over here. And in the meantime, and the other gentleman, uh, Travis. Travis. Okay. And then in the meantime, let me tell you about the best place to find car shows: flacarshows.com. Flacarshows.com. Sponsored, proud sponsor, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. They are the comprehensive list, the comprehensive place to find all car shows anywhere in Florida. Super. Thanks. <laughs> all right, Matt. I mean, excuse me, Blake. Blake, we got Travis, right? Uh, yes, sir. All right, Travis. What kind of car do you get? Uh, I got a talking to Mike here, buddy. Uh, I've got a race red 2015 Mustang JT with uh, the manual transmission. Excellent, excellent. How long have you had your car? Uh, it's probably going on now about two and a half years or so. Okay. 
What got you into Mustangs? Uh, honestly, it was going to Mustang week before I even had a Mustang. My brother actually had one before me. And after going that one year, I had a goal that I wasn't coming back to Mustang week the following year without one of my own. There you go. And from there, I found an 07 Grabber Orange, like GT, got got a, like drove right on, on up th- there and then I went up north of season fa- family and then drove it right on back. And had a great time with it, right? Oh, yeah. An absolute blast. I mean, and now compared to what I got now, now is such a big nine-day difference in terms of, like, overall performance and just, like, pure thrill. Excellent. Blake, you yes, had a pretty sir. interesting car over there. At first, I thought it was a 1995 Cobra R is what I thought it was when I first saw the hood from a distance and the front facial. So tell us a little bit about your Mustang. Well, uh, it's actually my father's, but uh, we have three between us. But okay. it's a uh, it's a 97 Cobra, and he uh, he put all these parts on when I was a kid. But uh, he's got a 2000 Cobra R spoiler. I'm just imagining people just throwing up right now. But uh, <laughs> it's got a, it's, it's got a four inch cow hood, not a yeah. three. Okay. And uh, he's got some really nice SBE wheels on it in bronze. It's a crystal white Cobra, and uh, it it. Uh, basically, this took a long process throughout the whole time of uh, me growing up, actually, because my dad was a single father. Uh-huh. So uh, he always put that car behind him to raise me, you know, so he always took care of it and stuff, but couldn't do the things he wanted to do. So after I graduated high school, I kind of helped him uh, put it to where it is now. So it's uh, it, it runs great, and uh, we have a ton of fun with it. And I, I have a 2003 uh, Oxford White Mach 1 that's pretty beefed up as well. He just bought a 03 Terminator. So uh, we, between the three of us, we just have a lot of fun with all the cars and uh, try to do what we can and just have fun. All right. Now, tell us about the Terminator. I've heard that name before, and most guys are familiar with the 2000 or 2001 they had an SVO. And supposedly the Terminator has that motor in it. So I'm not I'm not really into the S194s that much. So kind of educate me a little bit too. Well, the S95s were from 94 to were for from 94 to 04. But in 1999 they did a refresh and they called it uh, New Edge. Okay. So uh, my Mach One is a New Edge, and uh, the Terminator is a 03 and 04 Cobra. It's only a two-year Cobra that they made specifically, and uh, it was like uh, overhauled to try and overtake the the throne basically of like the muscle car wars back in the day mm-hmm. it was i uh, had a fully built bottom end uh supercharged from the factory had a t56 transmission irs in it i mean it was just bad to the bone and uh it still holds up to this day we just picked one up about a year ago it just got a pulley on it intake and exhaust and uh i beat my buddy with a c7 stingray automatic shout out to you nick <laughs> good man and, uh, stop them chevrolets <laughs> hey so, yeah, right, it's what way just, to be a c7 with a, with a car that's like e- easy, like like it's gr- his uncle or grandfather, and just saying like, "Nice try, kid. K- try again next time." Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a phenomenal car, but I I have a lot of fun with the '97 just because of the the memories uh, wrapped up in it. I actually just put a new clutch in it for my dad. So uh, the people that installed it like 10 years ago when I was in uh, middle school, it was improperly installed and they cracked a bolt off the like the engine block that put a transmission bolt in. It was cross-threaded, so that got cracked off and just a whole bunch of crazy stuff. So I put a really nice clutch in it with my best friend, Dylan. So shout out to you too, Dylan. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun just learning and uh, you're working on them. I just put a, a, a YouTube channel to talk about all the cars and go out and have fun with them and an Instagram to show off and just have fun and meet new people, honestly. Blake, how old are you? 21. Travis, how old are you? Uh, I'll be turning 28 later this year. Okay. And I, you're wearing a shirt that says, Save the Shift. Uh, or save, save, the save the Sticks. Save the Okay. So now I'm gathering that both of you guys are stick shift guys. Both of you guys are young. Yes, sir. And you're both diehard card 
car enthusiasts. Oh, that's that's great. Oh yeah, I mean it. I mean it, it's like what started for me. Me was back when I was probably in like late elementary school or early middle school years. My my dad actually picked up an O3 like bright red convertible GT T actually over at a Honda Vocal of all places. And I thought it was pretty cool at the time. And once I got old enough to have my own car, I ended up getting an eight, like an 81 Z28 that I looked like Bumblebee from a good distance. But once you got up on it, you kind of realized like where like it was painted over rust, uh-huh. like panel gap, gap like the doors and the hood was absolutely atrocious. And it had an oil leak from somewhere that I didn't know, know until it like blew a piss and out, out <laughs> outside of the block. It was cool. Like got rid of that for a while. Got my my first manual vehicle, which was actually a, a Mazda pickup truck, with the smallest clutch you can possibly imagine. I mean, like something you see on a Honda Civic, small. <laughs> and that was probably the perfect thing that I could have ever cut my teeth on with a stick. After that, gave it to my brother because he went off to community college. Had had like a, just a regular Toyota Avalon for a while. Then I got my that first Mustang. And started driving stick, and I haven't dr- stopped driving stick since. How about you, Matt? Like, we got about a, what, about a minute yet? 30, yeah, about 30 yeah. seconds. All right. Go ahead. Uh, stick all the way, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, uh, I believe I'm, a, I'm American at heart. So I believe in rear wheel drive V8s with a stick. I don't care. I don't care if autos are faster at all. I'd rather go home and lose, but still roll my own gears. That's just, that's just how I believe. Um, these, new, these new electric cars are amazing. With all the high horsepower and everything, but I mean, there's no, there's no heart, there's no soul, there's no character. You know, I like to work I on like my own that. stuff. I, I like, I like exhaust. You know, I like to scare people sometimes. I just like, I just like having right. a good time. You know, I don't like hearing the, the whiny noises and not feeling nothing. And it's, it's all numb. All right. But, uh, well, guys, we got one. We got just. But yeah, yeah, I guess we got to close. Yep. All right. So anyway, so here's what I want to do is I want to thank both you guys for hanging out. Are you guys going to be here tomorrow, maybe? Uh, I. Might be if I if I get up early enough, but I've got got work tomorrow at like five o'clock. Okay, you maybe. Uh, actually, I, I actually might come back, but uh, I want to do a shameless plug right now. Yep, if anybody would like to follow my Instagram, it's uh, at snakebidden underscore ninety seven. And if anybody would like to subscribe to my YouTube channel, I just started. Like I said, it's snakebidden space ninety seven. We have three Mustangs. Like I said, just trying to have some fun. Four point six four about life. All right. Well, thank you, Blake. Thank you, Travis. Hopefully, see you guys out in the street someday. I'll bring one of my badass little Fords, and we'll do some street Sound, races. Thanks, sir. Sounds good to me. All right. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Intelligent Cars. We're live here at Ford Lincoln of Ocala. Don't forget to stop by tomorrow for the Shelby American Meet all day long tomorrow. Nine Just to come on by, 9 to 3, okay? In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.